and welcome to the amazing and long-awaited return of Patch Notes. John and I are back. Um, we're back. We're, we're better than ever. Better than ever. That's right. That's what they told us um, at the clinic when they released uh, our new clone bodies. That's, You're what back. The ho- that's what the hospice says. Better than ever. <laughs> the hospice tells us. Um, yeah, it's no, but we're good. We're good. It's, it's, it's going great. So, um, John, hi. Nice to talk to you again. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I don't, I don't want to really go into why we haven't been doing these regularly, but the, the causes oh. and conditions for why we haven't been doing those regularly no have reason sort of that. been, have been resolved, hopefully, sort of. Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, so there might be more of this in your podcast diet. <laughs> so, uh, so add, uh, add an extra half mile to your daily routine. As, uh, as, as. Many, apparently, Japanese developers like to say, uh, look forward to it. Yes. Um, well, uh, we picked a good week to come back, I, I, I think. Um, in, one, in one sort of bummer of a thing, uh, the, uh, the resolution or one of the interesting resolutions or turns in the uh, Apple uh, Epic Games thing happened uh, just before recording. So we couldn't enlist our pet lawyer, uh, uh, Charles Ugarles, to come on and talk with us. But... In, um, this is in please look forward to it news. We this will is, yes. We will, we will have Charles back to talk about this lawsuit. I mean, because you don't want to hear me and John uh, opine on legality. Um, you know, we'll just start. We'll, we'll, we'll say some libellious things about Stephen Breyer if you. Eh, uh, hard, to get, hard to actually uh, sustain a libel suit in the United States of America. Oh, I'm, I'm but sure what we'll I'm saying is it. what we might say about Stephen Breyer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, no, um. Otherwise, yeah, we're just we're we're gonna we're gonna dig into uh, the hot hot goss of this week, which is mainly uh, new releases. I yeah. think it's the it's essentially the order of the day. Yeah, Sony uh, had their big PS Five show. Like, I, it's really difficult now that there's no conventions anymore. Like, like they sort of exist, but they only exist online. Right. Uh, companies are now just putting out whatever. Uh, whenever <laughs> it's interesting I, I i i don't know if i like it or less or more i think i probably like it more because the idea of like a a set release schedule based on like well here's when we, here's when the trades happen is yeah. kind of just like a weird relic that doesn't make any sense but, also like um, we're not we're not in the trades we're not in the in crowd it doesn't really help us or serve correct. us <laughs> exactly no so it's just like it's it seems seems like a mistake to to worry about that but um so I'm happy about I'm happy things are just like wild and free or whatever. But um, I will say I'm like completely uninterested in um, in the PlayStation Five anymore. It, it yeah. sucks. Like I saw there were maybe availability for one today, and I thought, yeah. Well, I, I mean, guess I I probably should do that, but uh, I'll just do it later. Financially, right I am not at a point where I can get a PS Five before they start falling off trucks and becoming available secondhand. Um, yeah, and, and the thing ways. is, like, I I can't either, but I could I could convince yeah. myself. Yeah, you know, I I there are there are there are versions of this world where I could be like, hey, you know, I bet if I if I really thought about it, I could I could use a PS Five right now. Um, but there are no games for it. I mean, what yeah. what lie am I telling myself here and that even like, is plausible? Before we get into it, there are two games I think that were teased on the on the Sony PS Five show. One was Deathloop, which is out like this week. Next yeah, week, that that like might that. be interesting. And the other, the other is I think, I think there was a 2022 game on there in there somewhere. But like everything else is 2023 or no release date. Was the 2020? Was there, yeah, that's right. Guardians, Guardians is the 2022 game. I'm pretty sure. 
What? Uh, oh, uh, the, 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 the Guardians of the, of the Galaxy, Galaxy XCOM. Yeah. Uh, no, no, this is the single player game. Uh, the XCOM. Uh, we'll get into it. Um, but yeah, now everything in there was like 2023 or no release date. Yeah, very uplifting news there for anyone who's looking forward to new AAA releases. Um, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I mean, I do get it, but I don't get why. I don't get, like, this isn't really, there's nothing that Sony's doing here that's really sustaining hype. Like, even among, like, hype beast Twitter. There, there is, like, one thing. There, there, are, there are two big hype moments to come out of that, that PS5 event. Okay, so Wolverine and... Wolverine was not one of them. You don't one think Wolverine? Of, was I don't one think of them? Wolverine that's, that's was the one. I think I saw the I, most hype on. Maybe I, I saw the most hype for Spider-Man Two. People yeah, okay. I was really say probably Spider-Man Two as well. Yeah, okay. people that's really fine. want their Spider-Man Two because of the like checks that the Spider-Man One and Miles Morales wrote and cashed. Now, Spider-Man Two gave, really did give the impression that it was going to be a co-op game by that trailer, and I do mm. not think that's going to be a co-op game. Um, that would be really fun. It would be very fun if it was. It would be hilarious if, it, uh, by co-op game, what they meant was uh, games as a service, and it was like Rainbow Six, and then everyone got really upset. That would yes, that well, that would also be in line with how they've um, how Marvel as a brand uh, has wanted to run its um, online service stuff with Avengers yeah. and shit like that. Oh yeah, we remember we re- uh, patch notes remembers uh, Avengers. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that people got really hyped... For, all right, so the reason people got really hyped for Spider-Man 2 beyond the fact that it's Spider-Man 2 is that it's going to have Venom in it. Um, and people love Venom. Venom. And it, it's, to, in fairness, they got Tony Todd to voice Venom, which is, if you're going to do a video game Venom, Tony Todd is a great choice. Um, Who, was he... He was he a Venom I should know, or... He was... He, I mean, he's a... He's the, like, prototypical, very deep-voiced, threatening, like, huge black guy. Oh, a lot cool, of stuff. Okay. He was he was the original Candyman. He was uh, in a bunch of other oh, stuff. He was the original Candy. I know exactly who that is. Yes, yeah. no, that's great. That's a um, that's a really good. Yeah. Casting. So that's he's nice. like he's that. he's doing Venom. Uh, I think a lot of people. I, Venom is weirdly having a cultural moment right now, uh, know, thanks yeah. to the Tom Hardy movie, which is coming out. I think later this fall, uh, at some point. Um, but, like, Venom is more relevant than he's been since the days where comic books were collectibles. Correct. Um, which is kind of crazy. Kind well, of a I mean, weird look, thing like, to say. Huh? It's kind of a weird thing to say Venom is back in. Well, yeah, but, I mean, like, it's not it's not entirely weird because I think, like, the reason Venom stopped being back in was because Marvel was just like, okay, so Venom's in. Uh, let's write a thing about something called the Venom Squad. There's going to be orange Venom. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just kind of... They yeah, kind of lost any sense of like why people cared about the character. Spider Man's um, been off, and the Spider Man office has been off in the wilderness for like thirty years. Um, it's insane. I don't. I don't know what. I think like the the beginning of the JMS run was pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I, I won't even go that far. I, I can't fuck with JMS. I dislike his work. Like, I have I no problems with the dude. I, I just I dislike his work intensely. But mainly, what I mean is that initial run. Like, yeah. I, I I don't I don't even I won't. A pre sins past, surely. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, so the thing is, like, I don't know. He, that, he obviously ruined that run, but there was some, there was some interesting stuff in there because mm-hmm. it was ultimately. He was just doing the, you know, like, let's let's do let's like do a Spider-Man comic. It's going to yeah. be about him. Like, it's going to be him dealing with like his powers and what's that what that's about and like what that does to him. And uh, just like every good Spider-Man comic, that's what this is going to be. 
and it was good instead of like the later stuff where he's like but what if aunt may died like what, what if we... what if norman osborne fucked gwen stacy and yeah, got her right. pregnant with super kids wouldn't that be funny quickly wouldn't that be rad what if gwen stacy was a abominable slut <laughs> here more more thoughts from the uh, spider-man editorial office yeah it's it's a rough one but i will say venom what about back... the spider totem Oh yeah, that was where that initial thing. Yeah, because that was that was an interesting story arc, and then they did the spider totem. Yeah, which like only made me think of the old animated show with Madam Web. But <laughs> which listen, I mean, uh, I've I've heard worse than Madam Web in in so far as Spider Man pitches go. Um, but no, I think like I think Venom coming back is not super surprising in a world where yeah. like you know you can if you could market Deadpool to an audience like I don't. Listen, I'm not going to co- go out and say like, and I love the Deadpool movies or something. I haven't yeah. seen them. Deadpool. I've seen them. They're, they're they're perfectly fine. Okay, Deadpool hasn't. I mean, like Deadpool was a thing for me when I was a kid. I thought that was really funny, and like I really got into the idea of like breaking the fourth wall and all. Mm-hmm. But I th- it hasn't I, been hasn't been a thing for me for a while. Yeah, like, you know, it's fine. Fine for others. I really don't care. Um, which isn't to say like I probably would also watch those movies and say they were perfectly fine. Um, but. <clears throat> I say all that to say, I don't mean it in like a snide sense to say like in a world that if you can get Deadpool to have cachet with audiences, you can get Venom to. Mm-hmm. Like Deadpool is the much harder sell. Yeah, well, um, I I think the idea is that for to get these kinds of characters to resonate these days, they need a champion. They need a guy, like the lead actor, the guy who plays that character needs to be all in, and he needs to be a guy with with right. you know heft who can throw his weight around in the studio and tell the five MBAs, uh, all of whom were are like Harvard legacy admissions, that no, we're doing this this way instead, or I walk, which is what which is what Reynolds had to do to get um, Deadpool right. Deadpool made, and what he failed, what he tried and failed to do with Green Lantern, like, correct. That that was that was like I'm not Ryan Reynolds is hugest fan, but that was totally. not his fault. We <laughs> all know we all that. know about your at. Um, your your secret at Ryan Reynolds fan. Dot, That's true. That um, is dot uh, Ryan 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 uh, Ryan Reynolds fan underscore my zip code. Um, <laughs> on Twitter, that is my uh, that is my alt account. Uh, no, but like he showed, like you have to have a shepherd in this process, and Hardy showed it as well with um, uh, with with Venom and Margot Robbie is showing it with Harley Quinn. Correct. Uh, yeah, you need to have a actor who invests in that character, and is willing to use the soft power they have in those leveraged relationships to try to make something that's at least entertaining and not a Marvel. Right. Movie. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, and otherwise, otherwise, you just get like you get Black people. Widow. <laughs> well, yes. Okay. You get Black Widow, but you also get like you get like the auteur, like mm-hmm. young, like young pretension people who execs always believe like jared leto right like jared yeah. leto is an exec's dream because like you can you can be like boss he's a this guy's a genius like he's, he's also the emptiest man alive he might yeah. be a cia operation <laughs> just to see how empty we can make a person yes um but yeah i think like i think you know the 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 idea of um like a charming person trying to bring something to the character is a neat way of imagining these things. I think that's certainly what happened with Hardy, like 100%, because of course, like the concept of Venom in that movie, like that movie wasn't very interesting from what I recall, but like his choices playing Venom were. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. 
I mean, I, I think it's I think it's cool. I think it's cool Venom's having a moment. I, I was always a big Venom fan as a kid uh, because I loved Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I got to say, like, there's it seems to be a moment for me. And maybe this isn't for everyone. I, I totally confess this might just be me. It seems like it's a moment in time right now where um, I don't know. I just like we, we've sort of done the superhero beat them up to a level where it's just kind of like, okay, well, nothing to really get excited about here. It's going to be another one of these things. Yeah. I mean, it's very weird to see Jim Ryan, I believe it was, come out before this Sony press thing and say, oh, these games are going to be getting $200 million budgets. And Jeez. then to see the announcements at the press thing be, we're making a Wolverine one of these. We're making a Spider-Man too. Hey, we're making yeah. we're remaking Knights of the Old Republic. That was the other big hype movie. I know remaking yeah. Knights of the Old Republic that got mostly, people out of their seats. You okay, so that's me. funny that you said because, like, for me, the um, the the idea of that being hype is funny because, like, every single person I saw was like, "This sucks! Like, why are you doing?" this like what what is your problem well i i said something along those lines and i got a lot of pushback from people who don't follow me um which is probably why they don't follow me but uh ah, I, but I also army you, no you i got what? retweeted by jamel with... Bowie about it which means i got exposed to and i like jamel but jamel exposed me to all of his followers and uh we had conversations you know what things. i'm going to i'm going to put you in touch with um my friend leah mckellarath mm. uh she Thank will you tell you exactly how to deal with these bots and their Russian handlers. All right, cool. Uh, does she have any opinions about camps crafting, uh, cramping? Uh, camp cramping? <laughs> oh, boy. Caps well, um, um, let's uh, let me tell you about that's, that. that. That'll be on the After Dark account. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. That, look, if you know, if you've played through KOTOR, the original KOTOR, uh, anytime recently, knowing what that game's about, kind of insults your intelligence. Um, like, you know, have you rewatched The Usual Suspects recently? Not or recently, at all, no. no. I rewatched it, like, in the mid-aughts. Like, Didn't do much for you? Did not was do much. Was it pre-Kevin Spacey? It was pre, yes, it was pre-Kevin Spacey being revealed to basically be a serial killer. Um, but it was post when the movie came out. So it was like eight or nine years after the movie came out. Cause I think it was like a 96, 97 release, something like that. Yeah. Um, so I knew the twist and I'd seen it before and got the twist and it, it is kind of insulting. Like if you do know the twist, how much the movie is like smirking at you, there's going <laughs> to be a twist, you know, this thing that's going to happen. And you know, it, cause and it makes sense in a way because that's, they have to be obvious enough about it that you that when the twist happens the first time, you, you remember the stuff. You still have in your short-term memory the stuff that makes you go, oh, right. Right, right yeah. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's like the Bruce Willis thing in, in, in The Sixth Sense. Like, mm -hmm. I never actually saw The well, Sixth that Sense. Well, The Sixth Sense did it much better. Well, yeah, sure, but it's a classic one. Like, it's yeah. the one everyone likes. And, like, you know, I actually never watched The Sixth Sense because I guessed the, the spoiler. Like, I was just like, let me try and guess this crazy secret ending. And I just, mm. not, like, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't that I was being brilliant. It's just yeah. that. Well, here's had, the thing. It, you should be able to guess properly set up twists. Correct. They should still, they should, yeah. Twists that have nothing. 
Unless you're unless you're talking about like me watching a British mystery when I'm just I'm I'm a I'm a hog for it. I'll just take whatever 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 you have. Did Poirot find this guy because like he heard a record that he was on or whatever? Doesn't matter. Give it to me right now. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I agree. I think um, I think it's important to um, I think it's important to have uh, something you can guess, and I think that is the strength of. Um, of the the sixth sense, um, I think also it is like the 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 extreme version of like oh right like yeah 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 no 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 now that I think about it why was Bruce Willis not able to go mm-hmm. into the shopping center or whatever right like that is that is sort of like the sine qua non of that but yeah like I so that whole thing applies painfully to Knights of the Old Republic original mm. like once you know the twist of Knights don't of the tell Old people Republic, the twist. It's fucked up because, like, the star... Uh, like, they, they showed only one thing for Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, the remake. They're calling it a remake, which is dangerous. It's not a remaster. They're calling it a remake, but they farmed it out to a studio that's mostly responsible for, like, mobile ports. Oh, no. So, what? to what degree is this actually a remake? Like, are we getting the voice actors back and re-recording? If you do, you better keep Karth's voice actor. Don't make that guy more tolerable. I want him whining. I want people who are coming to KOTOR Fresh in 2023 on the remake to hate Karth Onassi just as much as I did. they got to get the Caden and the Karth voice actor back. I mean, oh, I've, poor I've, Caden. I have nothing against Raphael Sabarge, or however he says that, uh, as an actor. He's, he's, he's been in other stuff I found him perfectly tolerable in. He has, one of, he has developed, as his RPG companion voice, the most annoying voice ever. Uh, and I need him to come back and use it again for evil. You're just jonesing. You're yes. jonesing for it. Um, or, uh, But the thing is, like, okay, these guys mostly do ports. Is this actually going to be a remake, or do they just have access to all of Bioware's, like, master discs? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's a really, really good question, because we've seen ports that have been... Fine, like mm-hmm. I, you know, I have my I have my gripes about like say the Demon Souls aesthetics and the Demon Souls uh, remaster, but like a perfectly reasonable port. I don't, I you know, most people are pretty into it. Most people are fine with it. Um, they did a decent job. Blue Point did. Uh, there's bad ports too. There's ports that never should see the light of day, and and everyone hates. And that's certainly, I think. You're doing that with a Star Wars audience? Also, you don't I, want a port of KOTOR. That was a pre-Mass Effect one of those. Yeah. Like, no one wants those systems back. Like, they haven't even back. figured out how Paragon and Renegade really should work yet. They're coming back. We're getting to Hub City. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing, though. Like, no one... I feel like the people who love that game don't remember that you spend a good eight hours on the first world, which is also the largest world, which is also the tutorial world. Ooh. Doing stuff like swoop bike racing. You were doing swoop bike racing in a non-racing game. Uh, so Be- it rocked. No, it was dog shit. Like you didn't. No. Control- oh, it was terrible. I know. I'm. I'm not, I was as shocked as you are right now. Um, <laughs> I'm so shocked. And you know, uh, eventually you got off that world and you sort of got the hub world structure and the game picked up, but. You people who want that back should go see what they want back and remind themselves what they want back. Because if they want to remake this game, and that's what they're calling it, they're calling it a remake, and the only thing they showed was was Darth Revan, the villain, walking around with his with his lightsaber, the iconic Darth Revan 
Um, like he, in fairness, he Revan is, is Revan is popular and well known enough that even uh, they've even like committed got- to sort of asking for a Kotor movie script. I mean, yeah, he's. I mean, he's like he's a uh, he's 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 a cool looking villain. Yeah. Well, I mean, the 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 Revan mask was obviously the the blueprint for um for Kylo Ren's mask. Yes. Um, as much as they they claim that it was it was Vader's mask, no, there was there was an intermediate step there, and you were standing on the shoulders of a different giant, uh, in that regard. But yeah, no, the only thing we saw from that was Darth Revan swooshing a sword around. There was no actual indication of how will this play. What it, what will this game like balance be like? Balance in terms of you know, world structure and all that stuff. And we may not hear about any of that for another 18 months. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, listen, like, I think part of me was like, oh, it's a good time to replay. Um, the. It's like a neat time to replay the, um, the it's, you know, KOTOR. Because um, it's been quite a while. And it's like, well, you know what? Just, you know, I guess fine. I could. And I have all the time in the world, basically. <laughs> like, they're not releasing this anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, so those were the two big, really. Oh, high... and then there was people got vaguely excited about God of War. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's going to be one of those. There was, there's, there's been fat discourse about Thor, um, and I don't say that as a joke. I mean, my timeline has a bunch of fat discourse about Thor on it, which, as a fat guy, I, I don't care about. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't want to see it. I, I don't think it's it's interesting or anything. The discourse um, but, or Thor? Uh, both. Uh, I see. Um, yeah, I saw. I saw people saying that the um, some some people saying that the the one cool thing about it was that the um, the black woman character's uh, 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 hair was really really yeah, nicely. That's uh, nice. And yeah. and in in total fairness, uh, it does look like they did a good job rendering her hair. It looks yeah. like individual strands. It's nice. Like it's it's better hair than I've seen on uh, most any character ever. So like yeah. you know, right on. That's I great. mean. It, it, We'll see the degree to which she's an important character. The, the the issue these God of War games have now, and I did enjoy the first one of these with this remake, but this game appears to have a much bigger problem with it than uh, the last one did, is that the protagonist of the story is no longer the main character of the game, and the game can't deal with that. Like, you right. should not be playing as Kratos anymore. You should be playing as the kid. Um... Uh, who I forget if he is Loki or if he's trying to find Loki or what what his deal is. The kid but, is. Yeah, his yeah, son? he's yeah. The, uh, the kid is someone important. Uh, they're using actual. They're using a different version of the of the Norse mythology canon because the, the you can do basically whatever you want with Norse canon. There's like fifty five different. Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 for sure. Uh, so we're we're not in like Loki is a hot Bishanan dude who is feuding with his brother Thor territory. There's a lot more. And, and Odin is an Anthony Hopkins. Um, you know, so there, there's a lot more other stuff going on with their version of Loki and their version of Thor and their version of Tyr and all of those uh, characters. Uh, but the the plainly obvious thing is that Kratos is no longer the main character of this story. The kid is. The kid is coming into his own. The kid, in the trailer, the kid's complaining about this, basically. <laughs> like, why, why are you the one running around doing all this, and I have to, like, scout and not fight and all that shit. And, like, well, the kid's got a point. You gotta, like... Fair enough. Jeez, yeah, you're... <laughs> like, you've reached the issue... The, the You've reached the point where you're 
your correct impulse as a storyteller, which is to pass the torch on, has run headlong into your brand imperative, which is to keep exactly. pumping out Kratos bullshit until the end of time. Um, and it's basically, so, like, it sounds like uh, God of War is just basically going to be – it's going to be a version of um, that scene from Men in Black where uh, where Will Smith goes, uh, old and busted, new hotness, uh, yep. about the cars. And, yep. uh, and it's just going to be that for a whole game. Except that, like, the rest of the MIB series would be about the old and busted. And, it kind of uh, is. Yeah. Uh, um. So yeah, I mean, I'll play it. No, I'm not sure I will play it if it comes when it comes out because I'm not sure I'll have a PS5. If I have a PS5, I'll play it when it comes out. Um, I do. Act, I did really enjoy the 2018? Uh, 2018 game. Um, apologies if that's right. the wrong date. Um, and I, I suspect I'll really enjoy this one too when I have a chance to play it. It's just. Uh, Eventually, I mean, they're running into the same problem comics ran into with uh, how Batman now has like six different kids um, and like there's timeline compression so that each of those kids can have had an adolescence while Batman is uh, not is younger than like 55 um, and they're all different ages. So, you know, like uh, he's, he's got you've got Batman who's like 42 or a very generous 42 um, like the, that's the youngest you could possibly be, and then you've got Robin, the first Robin, who's like twenty nine, maybe, maybe thirty one. Uh, you've got the second Robin, who's like twenty eight, but like died and came back from the dead, so we can draw him a little bit younger. You've got the third Robin, who's like early twenties now, and then you've got the fourth Robin, who is his actually is his blood son, who is like you know fifteen or something. Um, and, you know, it, it turns out you, you can't just keep giving him kids but not having him age. It gets really fucking weird. Uh, and, you know, but they'll just keep on compressing that timeline and having weird, like, time stream conquerors come in from the meta dimension to uh, reset the universe whenever they need to. Um, and things will just keep making less and less sense. Uh, and I assume that will be the same for how Kratos will stay relevant. Except, it seems right, yeah. Except for, you know, in video games, they're much, much more willing to just hit that reset button. Well, um, they are, but, like, yeah, I don't I don't know, because, like, the, the 20, what, 18 or whatever, mm -hmm. God of War, felt like a soft reset in and of itself. Um, and so I don't, I don't know how fast they're going to want to do that. That's sort, of the, that's sort of a moment of, like, you might kill the franchise, like, you know, stay frosty on this one for a little bit. Um, I could see them just making games that are just kind of like, okay, you're doing Kratos again. Like, fine. It, no one's interested, but great. You know, yeah. cool. We'll, it we'll was it was weird because it was that garbage. Yeah, it was weird because it was a soft reset, but it was also a passing of the torch game. Like, right. which way are we going on this? Uh, well, both ways. It's, both ways. We are having our cake and we are eating it too. I love cake. Um, yeah. It's a uh, I don't know, but the the thing to I think the thing to note here is a lot of these games are like very much uh, just like retreads. Like I, I there's not a lot of original stuff. I saw like the Alan, Forspoken, the Alan, which, the, yeah, Forspoken looked good. A the Alan Wake remastered was just like standard dev gameplay from Alan Wake. Oh like that the entire trailer was just PS3 or whatever the fuck that game was released on. 
footage. Like, it didn't look up at all. It didn't look like, okay. I don't get all the right. point of, like, re- yeah, re-releasing Alan Wake is a weird one. Um, I feel like if you wanted to play Alan Wake, you totally could have just done that by now. Well, it's because of Control. Uh, Control was such a huge hit and had a DLC that tied Alan Wake into um, the Control m- mythos. Oh, which, I didn't know that. Which reawakened interest in Alan Wake the game. Then they announced Alan Wake 2, which will probably be proceeding out of the events um, in the Control DLC. <laughs> Not at the weird ending of Alan Wake? Yeah. Or Alan Wake American Nightmare? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's been a renewed interest, and I can see why they're putting it out. I don't know why it got place of prominence in this, unless they had absolutely nothing else. I think I think you've just hit upon it. It's um, I don't know. It's a little it's a little alarming in some ways, but also I, I mean, there's just like there's always so much interesting stuff in the world. Like I think I think you know games are games are at this point. We've had this kind of like fetish for the new for so long in gaming. And now, because there's, like, archives and stuff like that that, you know, are almost entirely fan-made um, and illegal. But, like, you know... Breaking Mark the Norm- law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Um, but Mark Normandin's, uh, you know, uh, work on... Um, uh, Shout- uh, 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 the, the Retro 64. One, yeah. yeah. Shout out doing- to Mark, the remembering some games guy. Yeah, yeah, no, he's great at it. And, like... He'll cover, you know, old N- he's covering a lot of old N64 games and it's it's fascinating cuz like these games, I mean, we all like they're mostly games that people know cuz like, you know, you know them if you've if you've if you've like if you're reading a thing about N64 because you've played an N64, these are games yeah. that you will know. But like I think what's fascinating about them in particular is the fact that like listening to him read about them, it's like this is like a series. This like actually is a game that that is out there. Like it exists. It's not just like some dumb thing that someone found or like we're not making fun of it. It's like a game that someone can go back and play and get something out of, um, yeah. even if it's not like particularly good, robust. And like that's even outside of like you know nostalgia stuff. Like um, you know NWO, like Raw's yeah. War, Raw's War or whatever. Like it, like it WCW doesn't. Or, yeah, WWE versus NWO, and then I think Raw's War was one of the. Yeah other N64, but like people love those wrestling games and they have a ton of nostalgia for them. But even beyond that, it's like, yeah, like I, you know what, maybe, maybe like, maybe this, this weird game that got like a late translation and, and everyone just made fun of is actually cool. Like, and, and yeah, I, yeah like, that's, that's perfectly valid. I will say as a N64 only household also that making fun of N64 games is totally valid. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. There are some bad ones. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> you won't get you won't get any argument from me there, but I think I think what's cool about about Mark's work and sort of why I, why I want to tie it in here is because like you know like I'm not inter- I'm not really excited about any of these new games. Um, there was like one that looked kind of fun that was like uh, the Forspoken. Uh, we we sort of mentioned that. Well, Forspoken, yeah, but there was also one where it was like a kid um, in like underwater. It looked kind of like a, a Switch game, right? Um, which is cool. Um, I like, I like whimsy, uh, just as much as the next guy, but, um, unless the next guy is really whimsical, in which case, no. Maybe too whimsical then. Just like, you know, we, we don't need that much whimsy next Calm guy. down. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, like, I think the, the, the question of, I think like the question of like, you know, what are we going to do now that no new games are coming out or like none of these games are interesting. What are like, what's the point? You know, ultimately, it doesn't matter. 
Like, really, it just doesn't. Like, mm-hmm. you can... There's a million things out there. We're at the point in video gaming where there's, like, more games than you can plausibly play in your lifetime, almost. Um, I, you might be able to do it still, but you were getting to that point. And, like, at that point, like, it doesn't... It's a shame when new stuff is, is, is like, boring or has a moment of, like, stagnation or something. But it's not fatal. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure most people are feeling that now that, like, yeah, okay, we could live without new releases for a little bit um it'd be it, it might even they be, never came again it, but yeah. yeah i mean it might be good to live without new releases for a little bit because yes. the tech the curve the t- I'm, I'm fine with the tech curve slowing down a bit oh I, i'm fine with being able to play games on this computer for another two or three years um you know i'm, I'm not exactly like the way that the, the you know crypto has has pulled back a little bit the tides rolled out a little bit on the maleficent effects it's had on the graphics card market, but they're still not in a great place. No, um, you know it, it, we're we're and, and that's not even getting into supply chain shortage shit uh, from our uh, glorious and efficient and innovative capitalist uh, world supply system um, going to pieces the second any sort of disruption hits. Um, we're feeling great. It's feeling great. It's fantastic, folks. We love it. Uh, the yeah, like I, I'm fine living on stuff like the game we'll talk about at the end of our show, um, which is very much not a you know a blockbuster tech demo uh, mm-hmm. type title, though it has you know it looks great. Um, and we'll get to that at that point. Can't wait but, to hear about the. I, I know what game you're doing, yeah. but I would love to say if I didn't know what game you were doing, can't wait to hear about the new Warhammer. Yes, uh, you know and. Honestly, they. Yeah. I see. I, I. I have as much brand respect for what's happening in Warhammer right now as I do for what's happening in Marvel. More respect than what's happening in Star Wars. I mean, wow. There's, they go. The Warhammer games rarely really hit, but they do go for it, and they mm-hmm. do a lot of interesting, you know, side stuff, especially in the in the forty dollar game range section. I will say nothing. Nothing. Star Wars has never gone for it. In, uh, I mean. I guess you could argue Last Jedi and Rogue One, maybe. I love, I liked Fallen Order a lot. I've talked about the reasons I like Jedi Fallen Order on this show, but that doesn't mean that my stance has changed on Star Wars games, and my stance is that the best Star Wars games were released 15 years ago, and there will never be another Star Wars game released better than them. Uh, Disney won't allow it. Mm-hmm. If it if it happens, it's by a freak accident that they won't allow to happen a second time. Um, like, the idea that a, that the, you'd even let even uh, even like a weird crazy dude like Chris Avalone take pot shots at your major brands like entire ideology for a sixty hour RPG length like they did in Kotor two that's never happening again right um, you know regardless of the personal virtues of the person taking the pot shot obviously but it's fine. You know, we- Listen, I I already I already I made fun of Chris Avalon on Maine. It's fine. We're, yeah. we we're, we're 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 in the clear. We're in the clear. Excellent. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Like the 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 age of interest. Like I am a huge George Lucas apologist in terms of how he handled that brand. I think his movies were like the the movies where he had full creative control. Not great. More fun to think about than they are to watch. Oh yeah. The way he handled that brand, however, is flatly superior. To what Disney's been doing, um, and you know, I wish it it had continued. I wish Lucas Arts was still an independent company that had its own people, uh, and that it farmed out games piecemeal with no great overriding 
um, ideology the way that it has right now for brand protection. Um, I think like Disney's tried to do. <laughs> Disney has a, has supposedly has a whole new Star Wars brand launching right now, and no one gives a shit about it outside the really, really, really committed Star Wars heads. The High Republic. Have you heard anything about the High Republic? I have not. No, you haven't, because it was it was it got like a a, a two and a half minute a video two years ago where they compared the the Jedi at the height of the like one where they said the the, the old they wanted to go back to a time when the old Republic was really the good guys, which is like going back to a time when America was really the good guys, which is like going back to a time we all when want to go back. Ancient Rome was really the good guys, <laughs> um, and they were like and they wanted to go back to those to the great days of the, the heroic Jedi Order, where they were like, uh, they were like Texas Rangers, not the baseball team, the, the law enforcement organization, uh, Texas they, Rangers. Can they be the baseball team instead? Is that possible? Unfortunately, no. Um, oh, th but they were like a combination of the Texas Rangers and ICE, where they were like going oh. around around the border marches of space in the, in, you know, the Galactic Rim, where Tatooine is, the most traveled <laughs> backwater yeah. planet in the history of science fiction. They were going around there and just like executing barbarian hordes that were, you know, running in from the from the dark of space or whatever. Great. Just, it seems like a really cool brand to, to uh, bring up now. Yeah. Oh, and, and the inciting incident for the High Republic was like a, a space 9-11. Just pure er fascist shit. Cool. Um, and we've heard absolutely nothing from them since because it's been like a couple novels, a couple comic books. Because um, who cares? They, yeah, they, they haven't gotten any video games out the door. I don't think they've done any, any animated stuff with it. None of the stuff that, like, you know, people kind of actually care about these days. Makes you money. Yeah. Um, Gets you eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're not they're not doing the... It, it, it seems dead on arrival is what it seems like. Uh, maybe they'll prove me wrong by actually putting out a show set. I think there is planned a show to take place in that universe, in that top part of the timeline. Might as well be its own self-contained universe. Uh, because really what, they're, what they want to do eventually is get rid of all the Lucas stuff. Get to a place where they don't have to talk about Star Wars as the weird Campbellian, like, exercise in narrative dumb shit that the original trilogy was or or as a science fiction serial from like the golden age of science fiction of Buck Rogers and everything complete with all the racism that entails that the mm -hmm. prequel trilogy represented they just want the brand slurry they want the paste to go into the tubes and then you take the tube and you shoot it into your mouth and obviously some of the paste will be for horses so, yeah, once they get to that space, that's where they want to be. That's where they want to be with these TV shows that are just trash. That's where they want... And I'm not talking about The Mandarin. I'm talking... Uh, the Mandalorian. I'm talking about... Um, You're talking about the, the, the Iron Man villain, The Mandarin. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm talking, I'm talking about the show I was actually interested in, The Bad Batch, which is one of these CGI cartoons that was made by the guy who did the other CGI cartoons, which were really good. The, the Clone Wars CGI cartoon and the Rebels CGI cartoon. Great right. stuff. Love them. New one puts me to sleep. It's also the first one that's being done entirely under Disney management. Is, it is being, it's, it's being done by the same guy. He's just, he has to work for Disney now. He has to follow the Disney, you know, brand imperatives. Um, massive change in the quality of his work. Uh, you know, he was yeah. the guy who show, show ran The Mandalorian. I didn't like that either. So, you mm. know, uh, they've chosen their direction and they're stuck with it. And um, judging from the amount of projects that were announced and then subsequently abandoned um, coming out of that disaster of a new trilogy, 
I don't think they're really any happier with the state of things than I am. Um, so you and Michael Eisner. Michael I, I know Eisner. he doesn't run Disney anymore. But. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. I was thinking, Imagine I was thinking, if he did. I was thinking the I, Will Eisner is what he is. Where I was yeah, like, I'm, referencing, I'm referencing Will Eisner. I'm, yeah, I'm just going yeah. to go deep into my graphic novel knowledge. Um but uh, but yeah no it's uh it sounds it sounds bad I don't know it sounds bad. Uh, but anyway we've got other all items of this we should talk all about. of this is to say yeah no one's all that excited about the games yeah um now there is news um I you know I I wanted to say that our new uh, Killing Floor X uh, no cartridge uh, merch was out but I guess I have to wait on that yeah um no uh, so the the CEO of Tripwire. Um, I forget his name. Uh, has uh, came out and basically said, "Like, hey, thanks, John a lot. Gibson." Oh, that's a yeah, that's a CEO name. Uh, basically, came out and said, "Like, hey, thanks, Texas, you know, for protecting babies." Uh, and I didn't say fetuses, haha. Um, you know, just saying he's really into the. It was one of those. Yeah, it was one of those comments where it doesn't start with his position, but it starts with a bitchy aside about how. All these anti-abortion people get to say what they think, so yeah. I'm going to come out here and really take a stand. Uh, he also called himself an entertainer in the original. Um, Very tweet, funny, which I thought was the most offensive part of it because obviously you're a business executive, you're going to be a insane right wing Republican. Like that's a, that's assumed. I but you're not an enter- he's not an he's entertainer. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's Jack Benny. Yeah, like he's he's you're you're a CEO. You're you're a man of business success. You're you're in the success win industry. You're not an entertainer. You're no. not on. You know, at the very at best, the employees of your company that do art assets, that do coding, that do narrative design, those are entertainers. You, not you. You're the one who tries to get their health care cheaper and uh, looks up reasons to fire them. Like that's your job. That's what you bring to the table. Uh, I'm sorry. Are you talking about the guy who created Killing Floor that way? I'm, I am saying that checking what, my notes, realizing that he did not create Killing Floor. Yeah, I am saying that the people who created Killing Floor are much more valid entertainers than he is. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I think like I think the you know the question of um, like the question of like what why anyone would do this like why why did this guy see this as like a good idea? Um, is like a perfectly good one to to ask because it is like fairly crazy that a uh, a CEO was willing to to say this and was willing to sort of like um, put this out there knowing full well uh, <laughs> that things were not going to go well. For I have no idea what he thought was going to happen. I thought maybe Did you really think he thought it was going to go okay. I think he might actually have become so insulated from consequences he thought it would be fine. Well, you knew he knew he was going to get yelled at. Like, yeah. you don't you don't write a post like I know I'm going to get yelled yeah. at, but say by saying this, if you don't think you're going to get yelled at. I mean, he totally knew he was getting. But yelled that at. was in the that was in the same sort of voice of I know I'm about to say something controversial that these these old uh, crypt keeper guys will deploy when they're on stage at a tech panel, and they know that and they know that the biggest um, uh, blowback they'll ever get for you know talking about why they don't hire women is that some people will walk out. Like, there won't actually be consequences for them there. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I so think... maybe, he, maybe he thought he was still in that, like, that rhetorical space that executives get in where there can be no consequences. Yeah. As opposed to sort of, like, what people love to call cancel culture, um, 
where it's like, uh, you know, like the, the, um, it's not a matter of like cancel culture. It's a matter of a, a lot of people seeing what you just said and yeah. no one being happy with it. I mean, Twitter, Twitter is a public square. Twitter is a public space. Like one of the, I guess, I guess one of my more, my less leftist, I don't know if, if this is even a left or a right view, is that if you post something on Twitter from a not lo- from a, an account that isn't locked, you have no right to be angry if someone quotes you in a news article. You have made a statement with your name in the public, in in public. Whatever happens with that, you know, happens. And if, if it's a problem, if you get brigaded, that sucks, but that's on the brigaders. Like, if, yeah. if the, if you, you have made a public statement, if it becomes news, that's a greater problem with maybe with society, but that's what you're doing when you make a statement on Twitter. You're saying something in public, and that's what John Gibson found out. He said something in public. He didn't say it on a tech panel where he was protected. He said it in public, and everybody heard him, and people stopped doing business with his company because of it. And um, then he instantly got fired because Tripwire said, oh, God, we work in video games. Yeah, <laughs> like, like oh, you just ruined every single business relationship we have because you said that shit in public. Um, so, yeah, I absolutely do not feel bad for him whatsoever. No, of um, course not. And, and look, like, the way these, these people work, he'll be making some sort of, like, you know, conservative video game with Steven Crowder or something. Soon that's enough. funny. It's funny that you haven't really heard about him, like, doing the outrage tour over this. Um, maybe he just maybe he just doesn't have it in him, or maybe no one really wants to talk to the CEO who loves abortion. Uh, the, game, got, the gaming CEO. It's possible he was, he's under an NDA. I mean... That's uh, also true. His um, own poison. <laughs> Back at him. Um... Yeah, I um, I don't know. It's good. It's good. I'm glad he. I'm glad he had to suffer some consequences. That's yeah. nice. Um, they were the like a total moron. And and it's 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 just capitalism consequences. Yeah. It's not. It's not like it's it's not even like um. It's you or I being like yeah, haha, take that, um, foisted by your own petard, um, and like and like being pleased because like you know a bunch of consumers came after him or whatever it literally is like uh buddy you're losing us money we gotta let you go that's how this works uh, yep. no hard feelings but greed is good uh, fair, um, fair enough the uh the the announcement from the the company letting him go did communicate some hard feelings <laughs> this was well, kind of kind of a, a huge problem for them and they were not happy about it that's very funny um, his comments the, it, here. Here's the here's the quote from the from the company. His comments disregarded the values of our whole team, our partner, our partners, and much of our broader community. Our leadership team at Tripwire are deeply sorry and unified in our commitment to take swift action to foster a more positive environment. Ouch. Which is corporate speak for don't let the door hit you on the way out. It's very funny because it doesn't even matter if like he actually if, if Tripwire actually thought that or not. No, no, I, I doubt they'll actually do anything. Like all they want is get those contracts back. Yeah, I mean it's just it's it's very fun. Oh, I mean all they needed to do. I mean I'm not saying this is all they needed to do in the, in the way of saying like well I don't need to do anything else I don't owe you anything. It's more just like you know facts being facts. All they really needed to do was fire him. And yeah. now that they've done that, they have done enough to say like yeah we. We did it. Take care <laughs> of. Yeah, we did it. It's done. Anyway, glad to see that guy fuck off. Um, what else we got here? Uh, oh, oh, you do this one. This yeah, 
guess who's back I'm in the news? I'm glad we saved this to last. Best guess who's back in the news? It's Star Citizen, Cloud Imperium Gaming. Now, they have been hit with a notice, a notice, an ASA warning um, from the Advertising Standards Agency, which I believe is an EU thing. Sounds like it. I've never heard about it. It would sort of be the FDA, I guess, or not the FDA, the FCC. Yeah, they're, they're in, the uh, UK's in the regulator, the UK regulator okay. of advertising. Uh, so, so not the EU, because uh, uh, well, crazy. no, yeah, um, yeah. So they got hit with an ASA warning um, for uh, let's see exactly what the complaint was. Uh, the complaint follows. I'm quoting from the GamesIndustry.biz article on this. The from by uh, Daniel Partis. The complaint follows a July marketing email that encouraged Star Citizen players to buy a concept ship before it leaves the store. The email fails to disclose that the ship in question, the it's a sci-fi name, fuck off, mm -hmm. does not actually exist within Star Citizen yet. So good. But it was it was in danger of leaving the store. Um, this is back to the article. The ASA has reportedly assessed the submission and agreed that the wording the wording that described the concept ship could have been made clearer. On that basis, we issued an advice notice advising the advertiser in the future to ensure that its ads include any material information and significant limitations. The, Star Citizen is vaporware. Like, it, I, I know that an alpha exists. I know that something is technically playable out there. But you are, you have, if you are someone who has given significant money to, to Cloud Imperium over the last... 13 years or whatever it is you are in you have been taken by like a madoff level scheme yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. i mean look it's i will some version of this game eventually come out somehow yes duke nukem 3d showed us that these games are released eventually forever some, duke nukem forever oh duke yeah nukem so 3d, duke nukem 3D was, the, was the one that everyone liked yeah uh, for good reason uh because it was uh sexist yeah uh no it's um it's uh no no you no you, that, that's correct analysis basically they people were the one of the reasons duke nukem was so successful is because it was one of the first games um doom did the oh this isn't for kids anymore with blood and gore duke nukem did it with every other shitty part of american masculinity yeah ladies ladies Please do not play Duke Nukem 3D. It is too much for your eostrogen-filled brains. Yeah. Um, I, gonna, the gender gonna, essentialism there was on purpose. I'm going to play uh, Duke Nukem while uh, drinking the Diet Dr. Pepper that's only for men. The the only the only version of Duke Nukem that would uh, acknowledge uh, the the rights and experiences of trans people is um, the voice actor, who seems pretty yes. nice. Yeah. Nothing against the uh, the Duke. Uh, nothing against Duke himself. Uh, just how he exists in the game. Uh, in any case, yeah, uh, Duke, Duke Nukem's a fun shooter uh, and uh, extremely like mean spirited and all. But it also, uh, I think I think we can say, um, is uh, a game that came out where as Duke Nukem Forever did not, and eventually it does come out. Uh, eventually, it, it's released, and and you know you get something. There some was sort of game somewhere exists. I think However, the most damning thing about Duke Nukem Forever is it came out and basically no one noticed. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It, it just dropped one day. And that'll be what happens with Star Citizen. Yeah. No one's going to care. Well, I mean, the assistant district attorney for wherever they're incorporated should care. Um, well, <laughs> they, well, these okay. people should be in jail, I'm pretty sure. There's some wow. shit going on. 
Look at this. Um, Everyone, John loves cops now. Yes. Uh, I am a carceralist specifically for uh, gamers. The carceralist specifically for the Star Citizen team. Yes. Um... Well, the thing about, and we, I say this every time it comes up, is that Star Citizen's lunch has already been eaten by, like, three or four different products. Like, Elite Dangerous, oh. um, X4, um, you know, there, there's a bunch out there that just Honestly, like, this you shit. could argue that Star Citizen's sort of sense of, of emergent, like, exploration got its lunch eaten by uh, the No Man's Sky remaster. Yeah, yeah, No Man's Sky, yeah. yeah. I mean, but, you see, No Man's Sky is also an example of a game... Like releasing and then adding the features like that. Yes. Because Star Citizen has had feature bloat more so than any other game ever, but not so much more so than No Man's Sky that it's notable, except that No Man's Sky released a game and then started expanding. Correct. Right. And like you could, you know, like No Man's Sky, the people who developed No Man's Sky got in trouble because it was like, oh, yeah, you know, there there's like. It's not quite what we promised, and, 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 and it wasn't. You know, like, they, they, they kind of copped to that, and then they were like, but we could definitely make it that way. And so, like, the, the ambiguity there is more like, is it cool to just, like, do that after the fact? Um, is it okay that we did that as opposed to, like, just making the game initially? And I think, like, the ultimate decision there is, like, yeah, that's probably fine. Like, everyone's, everyone's pretty okay with it. Uh, not every single person in the world, but I don't think... You, no, no Man's Sky is no longer yeah. a uh, a shorthand for... Like, no Man's Sky has gone from being Final Fantasy XI to being Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, or Final Fantasy XIV-1 to being Final Fantasy XIV-2. Thank you. I was going to say, people are going to get really mad at us about bashing Eleven like that. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah I, 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 my apologies to the cat girls of Final Fantasy XI. Um, that's the only yes, thing I thank know about you. it. Thank you for apologizing to them. Um, yeah, No Man's Sky is, like, those are the two success stories like that. No Man's Sky and Final Fantasy fourteen, And you can't use them as examples for anybody else to go by, because you can't expect nope. that shit. There, it's, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it is a, it's a, it's a long road to hoe if you want to become, uh, the exceptions there. Yeah. Um, and Star Citizen, I mean, looks, I, I, I just feel bad for anyone who spent their money on it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the dev team just, you know, obviously is is taking people for a ride at this point. So the, I mean, the rejoinder to that is usually, well, these people knew what they were getting into when they spent the money, and no, that's not true. Yeah, not this, <laughs> that's not, not true. <laughs> um, that's uh, now, like, the people, and the people who kept spending money once it became clear what it was, like, we don't like whale behavior, even in games where the whales get their promised goods. Correct. Like, yeah. we think it's abusive even in games where the whales get the stuff they pay for. Right. <laughs> what it's do you like, think yeah, we I, feel about games where they get nothing? <laughs> I, I, you know, the the whales of that, if, if the Star Citizen whale is uh, is a is a creature, uh, to me, more uh, more bereft than almost any in gaming. Yeah. Um, outside of, you know, people with legit uh, serious like, concerns like, you know, racism and sexism and stuff. But, like, I would say, you know, out of out of the people like me who don't have a lot to complain about, um, the whale gamer for Star Citizen is uh, is truly, I I can't even imagine. All right, so that's enough about those assholes. I'm sure Never. we'll be hearing more about them when. Um, what do you think will happen first, the game release or someone gets indicted? Someone gets indicted. All right, because I think the game release is going to be a shell based on like something someone 
is able to produce. You know, like like oh, like we found the assets. A private server, a private Star Citizen server. Could be that. Yeah, it could be someone who buys the assets at a steep discount because it's like, yeah, mm. you know what? Sorry. Like, uh, let's 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 uh, we, we we loved this game too, and then uh, this is what happened. Unfortunately, um, I don't know. I could see that. All right. We had something else on the on the on the list here, which is just that uh, Nickelodeon is making a Smash Brothers clone. Oh yeah, and the SpongeBob meme. Yeah, and it. they're putting the memes. The memes are going into the games, gamers. Um, so the the meme that was uh, misogynist and racist last I heard actually. Uh, is that it, right? It is, it's misogyny who, who and racism to post the SpongeBob meme where you alternate an ableist to post the SpongeBob meme where you alternate upper and lowercase letters. I will say um, the SpongeBob meme definitely like in saying it is not doing a mentally disabled voice is kind of being a little cute by half. Um, I think it's clearly implying that, but also like I think you know that's like if you own that joke and you're just like yeah SpongeBob is saying is talking in stupid voice, then at least you're being honest. I mean people mocking someone by saying the same thing back to them in a stupid voice is a right, long-standing... No, yeah, that stupid... Well, whatever. I'm not going to get into it, because I, I don't have any real stake in the game. But yeah. the 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 point is, um, yes, uh, the SpongeBob meme is in video games, uh, a space that was once held sacred for only the highest level of, of, uh, well, once, of artistic once, expression once, is now sullied by memes. Once Big Chungus got into Space Jam 2, it was over. Yeah, that's true. Um, it was over. The, the game had had ended. Uh, but enough about move on. LeBron James. Yes. Um, yeah. No. I. I don't know. I. I'm really bad at arena fighters. Yeah. Like I. I just don't get them. I'm not good at them. Um, so, you know, I think it's cool. This game's coming out. It seems like it's like a fun idea. It will. Um, it will finally. I won't. I won't be able to play it. Yeah. I, I will finally answer the question of whether SpongeBob or Cat Dog is better at. Uh, Throwing the other off of an arena. Is Catdog even a character in this? That would be. I, 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 I mean, who else does Nintendo have? Let's see. Well, they, they have the Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah. What's wrong with that? They're not. Don't don't put them on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Like, Ninja Turtles are so well, much bigger than Nickelodeon. But they're in the game. Oh, they, Jesus, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why are you getting mad at me? Well, now I'm mad at Nickelodeon for having those rights somehow. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they do. Eastman and Laird sold them at one point or another, and then whoever they sold them to sold them again. Yes, Cat Dog is in the game. There's <laughs> I am staring at YouTube. Fantastic. Official Cat Dog reveal trailer. I feel like Cat Dog is a is just you know basically them saying like uh, geriatric millennials rejoice. Hey, <laughs> have... I mean, if if I got into it, Cat Dog would be my main. Like that is, is the, that right? Yes, uh, I'm why, too. Why is I'm, that? Well, I'm too young for to really care about Ninja Turtles and too old to care about the second coming of Ninja Turtles. Uh, and I'm also too old to care about SpongeBob in any real way, but Cat Dog was right there. Cat Dog is, is like the, the shit that I watched when I was at the appropriate age to be watching shit on Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and also he's a cat that's combined with a dog. He sure is. Yes. Um, he's uh, alone in the world as the little cat dog. Alright, our uh, games. Our games. <laughs> so, what are you playing, John? I am playing Psychonauts Two, um, which is the sequel to Psychonauts. Well, it's not actually the sequel to Psychonauts. It's the sequel to the Psychonauts VR game that was released. Yeah, in like 2016. It was an early VR game, um, 
and I don't think it, I mean, I, I, obviously I've never played it, and I never will play it, because I don't have any of the economic <laughs> necessities to uh, sustain VR in any shape or form. Sure. But, um, uh, it, yeah, so if it, it is more the sequel to, like, a, shit, when was the first second? It's 2007. I think sometime around then. The original... 2005. The original Second Axe wow. was released in 2005. It follows the uh, adventures of Rasputin Aquino, Aquino, um, who is a 10-year-old boy who has gone to psychic summer camp. Uh, nefarious deeds occur at the psychic summer camp. Um, it's basically... It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a... Rasputin. It's kind obviously. of a... Obviously. Well, he, he's, not, he's not a bad guy. Um... No, I know he's not. I'm yeah. just saying you're going to find some nefarious deeds at the Psychic Summer Camp, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it's sort of like a hub plat world platformer. Um, basically, the conceit is that you dive into people's minds and reorder their disordered brains, except that you're a 10-year-old, so you know maybe your decision-making isn't the best in the world. Uh, there are a lot of great set pieces in it. There's a lot of great platforming stuff. It's also a collect-a-thon, um, which some of my friends who have been playing it uh, have been lamenting because Psychonauts and Psychonauts Two. Psychonauts Two is exactly the same kind of game as the first, to the point where you have to play the first game. Like you can, mm -hmm. you cannot play, you cannot play the VR game. That's fine. Uh, they sort of just summarize what happens in the VR game real quickly. But Psychonauts Two is directly in conversation with Psychonauts One to the point where, like, if you wonder why they haven't done a certain kind of stage with certain mechanics, it's because they already did that in Psychonauts One. <laughs> like. Uh, the the opening level is this really kind of uncomfortable. Not like, like they put a they put a content warning at the front of the game for like body horror stuff. The, the, someone someone uh, someone who did the po I think it's Zach who has we haven't released that episode yet, but someone has already uh, said on air what what the, what it is. So don't feel like you are a spoiler warning anyone right. with this. Yeah, so they, they put a, a body horror warning on the front of the game, and I'm not very far in, but the very first level is a dentist's office, by which I mean an right. office that has teeth intruding into it. It's like, if you are at all squeamish about dentist stuff, you're going to be like opening doors that are zippers that are teeth. You're going to be, you know, walking around normal environments that get progressively consumed by gums and, you know, giant jutting walls of teeth. Uh, mm -hmm. It's 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 going to go hard um, pretty early on that stuff. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, uh, you start with most of with like all you start with all the end game powers from the previous game unlocked. So you you know there is a significant um, progression. That has already occurred when you pick up Psychonauts two, right. uh, which okay. is part of the part of why you should probably play Psychonauts one first. It, I mean, it, very it's a very it's very easy to play. It's a very stylized game. So while obviously the lighting and the shaders are much much better in Psychonauts two, and frankly the technical stuff of Psychonauts two is great. It runs su super well. It looks super great. Obviously, it's benefiting from a very cartoon style that allows them to do a lot of artistic work without maybe spending all of the money that you would have to spend on motion capture, facial capture, all that stuff. Um, because you're basically playing a Nickelodeon cartoon um, in Correct. terms of aesthetics. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, you will want to, if you haven't played Psychonauts since 2005 and you want to play Psychonauts 2, I would highly recommend reinstalling, uh, acquiring and, re and installing 
uh, Psychonauts uh, for whatever game platform. I mean, it's on. It's, on it's PC. not every single yeah. one. Yeah, you probably you can probably play it on Switch. I haven't looked to see if it's on Switch, but um, everything's on Switch. Uh, Psychonauts, right. yes. Psychonauts Two has been fantastic so far. Um, I will have more to report on it on our next podcast, uh, but I, I'm enjoying the ride so far. It is just like I want to say. Usually, when you say it's another one of those, you're being derogatory. Not being derogatory here. This you're is excited like about it being this is one of those. yeah. It. My friends have put sixty hours into it. They're kind of psychos. They got all the achievements, which means they got all the collectibles. So I will say that the upper bounds of what you can put into this game is sixty hours. Uh, nice. I'm assuming the main plot is probably going to be about like ten to twelve, um, but we'll see where it goes. Ten to twelve slash sixty is a very very good mix for me. Like yeah. the the you know this is what this is what the completists will get out of it. Here's what you're going to get if you want to finish the game. That works. That's just great. Yep. So what are you up to? Uh, so I actually uh, I have two that I've been working on since since we talked. Um, I uh, I picked up finally. It was something that I bought. Uh, in preparation for a game of the year list and and actually funny enough, 2018 um, and never got around to, and I'm sort of upset. I didn't because it's very good was uh, the hex. I don't know if you've played the hex. I have not. Um, It is by the guy who did uh, pony Island. If you remember that game Uh, sort of like that. uh, It's uh, a, I'm guessing it's haunted video game thing. Uh, I, I do not. All right, so it's like it's like playing off of the My Little Pony idiots, not actually part. Yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it's basically like the the idea is like it's a super fun, like kind of like innocent game for kids, and like when you start playing it, it's clear that like something's wrong, and mm-hmm. you find out the game's been possessed by the devil, and you sort of have to deal with it from there. It's very meta, you know, metafictional. It's good. Yeah. It's a good game. Um, but yeah, the hex is fantastic. Um, uh, it's a basically the plot of the game is you are um, in this sort of like how would you say it like you're in the um, this like video game bar basically where a bunch of characters from different games that have kind of fallen out of favor um, are are too and you find out that like eventually you find out hey like um, it looks to me like uh, like the, <laughs> these were all made by the same person and maybe that person's not a very good person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it follows basically like you play as every single character in the bar. And part of that is like maniac mansion style, getting around this creepy hotel. And another larger part is actually playing their game. And he has, you know, uh, a platformer in there, sort of a Sonic style platformer. Mm-hmm. He has a, um, he has like a tactics game that never got completed. So modders pick it up. Um, nice got a, a, a fighter a, a walking simulator which is completely uh, purposefully um like miserable to play um just like so pretentious and, and it's intended to be um it's cool it's it's a very neat game it's super ambitious um oh there's like there's like a, a top-down kind of like final fantasy 3 rpg that is like remarkably complete uh, even though it's you know the whole game can take you four hours or so to finish but it is goofy and the humor lands. Um, it's a good send up of uh, games and a good send up of like auteur culture, like a guy who, you know, makes a lot of money on one game and then, uh, you know, starts a studio and alienates all his friends because he's becomes like the boss and um, doesn't quite know what he's done wrong. 
um, in life, but thinks he's still like a genius, right? Right. Um, it's great. It's really good. Um, I would recommend it uh, very, very much. Uh, the The other game I've been playing is um, La Mulana. Mm, uh, yeah. Which I have not beaten yet, but is a it's a really I've never played it before, but it's really um, for for like the three people who haven't played it. Um, it's a it's a really cool game because it kind of does the Metroidvania thing, but not not in the way you'd really expect. It's more like um, down the spelunky path of the, the it road. Is. Light, isn't it's it? like it's yeah. it's not as procedurally generated as Spelunky, um, but it is more it's more about, you know, coming to you know, coming to like your own conclusions about stuff. Um I think that's absolutely true. Um yeah, no, it's like it's super interesting. Um it's hard. It's like it, it takes like a lot of energy to figure out what's going on, but you know, it it builds on it. It's it's a it's sort of a progressive difficulty in a certain way and that like you kind of learn what you're doing as you go around. Um but no, I, I think it's great. Um you know, obviously if hard games are like, you know, exploration that doesn't have like any sort of like clear end game to it as you start isn't your thing, then you're not going to like it. But um yeah, I've been I've been enjoying it. It's been it's been a, an interesting game uh, in in ways I didn't really totally expect. I thought it would be, you know, charming and everything, but I didn't really think it was going to be super interesting. Um, and it is. Cool, 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 yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, no, everything else, uh, you know, I can't wait till we are also bought by Disney. That would be That'd nice. Be so fantastic. I'd take it. Um, I would wear the Mickey Mouse ears everywhere. Would you? Yes, for the money they'd pay. Like, if we're bought by Disney for that money, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, I guess me too. Um, my family would love if I was bought by Disney, especially the kids. I just wouldn't go anywhere. See, that's, that's the thing. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a shut-in, so, you know, I, I wear the mouse ears everywhere, to the bathroom, to the kitchen. I'd feel so bad for the mouse ears then, because they never would get out and fulfill their uh, original commercial goal. Nah, fuck them. Yeah, I guess. Um, all right, John. Well, thanks for thanks for coming by. Yeah. Thanks for talking. We're gonna do this again uh, very very soon. Hopefully, uh, with a with a lawyer in tow to tell us who won the Epic versus Apple. It doesn't matter. Who it does not matter. Um, it just matters to you, the consumer, what will happen to you. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I think that's I think that's about it. Go to the Patreon, subscribe. Um, Please do. I'm probably gonna be reviewing Psychonauts at Goonhammer. I think that covers our our plugs. Yeah, no, I, I I look forward to reading your work on Psychonauts at Goonhammer. That would be, uh, sounds good to me. All right, let's get All out right. of here. All right, talk to you soon. See ya, bye. Bye.